The following content contains elements of using a cellular device while operating a vehicle. We at Touch All 4 do not recommend using a cellular device while driving. Nobody was hurt in the making of this video. Warning, the following presentation is a baseball podcast and is in fact the only podcast with two brads on it. Seriously, you won't find another. Listener's discretion is advised. What's going on, guys? Today is a very important day. Today, we have our very first interview for the Touch All 4 Baseball Podcast. Joining us shortly will be Jordan Michael, pitcher in the White Sox organization. Brad, how are you UIS. UIS alum. I'm, I'm absolutely pumped. Anytime we can attempt to even interview a professional baseball player, no matter the level, no matter where they play, um, it's really cool. Uh, I, I love it. Love baseball, of course. We do a podcast. But I honestly didn't think we'd get to this point this fast. It is I don't know. Quick. It's just really cool. I, it's, I'm, I'm really humbled about the whole deal, really. Yeah, I'm excited. Now, uh, Jordan Michael, he's a pitcher and currently in high A, pitching for the Winston-Salem Dash, right-hander. Uh, last season, he posted a 4-5 ERA with a 1.6 whip and 51 strikeouts and 40 innings pitched. Not well, bad for your first – First professional season right there. ERA and whip and all that doesn't matter as much. It, it's it's about your stuff. Um, you know, you're averaging at least a strikeout every inning. Almost He's almost a two, really. That's it's a good place to be, good place to start. Yeah, not doing bad. I know from personal experience catching him, he throws pretty fast. Yeah, pretty fast. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, you, you care to give a little, little rundown from your experience? You, I mean – Brad was his bullpen catcher at UIS. So, in a way, he knows him a little bit more intimately than even some of the other people on his team. You know, there's a there's a special pitching-catching relationship. It really is. It never goes away. So, no. uh, I haven't caught him in a few years, but uh, I know last time I played with him, he was up to 97, I want to say, off the bump. Um, he, I mean, he um, just You could give me 20 at-bats, I'd probably touch it once. Like yeah, maybe a foul too. Ninety-seven. I mean, it will. Baseball's become so numb to the ninety-seven mile an hour fastball. But like ninety-seven miles an hour. What are we talking about? How do you hit that? I, I think there's a stat like after ninety-three or ninety-four, you can't even see the spin on the ball. You just see a blur coming at you. So I have a Mark I have a strange theory that a ball faster than 95 might be easier to hit than a ball in between 88 and 94, just because you're not thinking about the spin. You just react. Uh, yeah, I think um, Mark DeRosa says from 91 to 93, you can see the seams 94 to 97. It becomes a blur and anything after that, you yeah. just see a white dot coming at you. Like yeah, just close your eyes and swing. I, Maybe something will happen. It's I don't, I, I don't, I don't comprehend how we can do that. And then the whole argument that people, you know, baseball players are overpaid and stuff. And yeah, maybe, maybe there's a, maybe there's a sentiment to that, but you know, you look at the revenue major league baseball plays, you know, it's not like these hitters don't take some sort of um, precaution or that, that they're in almost a hazardous situation, right? I mean, 97 miles an hour to the dome. Isn't deadly. great. Isn't it could great. be deadly. How do you hit it? How do you hit it? I mean, 
you, we look at Juan Soto and stuff, and it's like it just looks so easy. But it's they might be sacrificing it. a lot of chickens. And Jordan is in the waiting room. Here we go. It's good. Jordan, how are you doing today? All right, man. Just got just got done the facility. Well, uh, tell us a little about your path, where how you got to where you are, everything that's going on in your life right now as a minor leaguer. Yeah, man. I mean, I had a pretty crazy, crazy. How I started Illinois. I mean, out of high school, I wasn't all. I wasn't all that. I was kind of skinny, scrawny kid, athletic. But uh, you know, I mean, I just wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't necessarily a flamethrower. And then, well, I started off at Western. I mean, I started on the weekdays. I had two other starters in front of me on the weekends that wound up playing for the Cincinnati Reds. Um, and I had one guy starting over me uh, on Sundays, Mr. Javin Drake. Um, I thought I did enough to showcase my ability to start on the weekends. They didn't really think so. Um, I wound up throwing the weekdays and I, I mean, I was fine with that because the weekday games were, were the powerhouse schools we started facing. I mean, we played, we faced, uh, you know, I, I started against Kansas. I started against Indiana. I started against Iowa. Um, but what, what, what wound up happening for me is I got a start at home against Iowa. I went three innings, uh, five strikeouts, one hit, no runs. And the coach pulled me because he wanted to get more experienced guys out there to get some innings against a powerhouse team like Iowa at the time. And we were winning that game 4-0. I got pulled the very next inning. This man named JT Backshaw, sorry, JT, if you see this, uh, comes, into the, comes into the game, wound up giving up four, four runs that very inning. I get the no decision, and uh, we wound up losing that game. Uh, right there, right then, right then and there, I knew I was going to be leaving Western Illinois, uh, um, because uh, yeah, that's just not. I, I'm not going to play for a team um, that's getting coached like that. I want to win games, and if I'm in, a, if I'm getting a start in a situation where I can give my team the best chance to win, and and I get that taken away from me, I'm out of there. You know, so I wound up transferring to Howard College, junior college in Texas, middle of big spring. And uh, that went great. I I got I wound up getting hurt, but I, I wound up committing to University of Louisiana Monroe pretty early in the year. Um, uh, after after that, I wound up finishing at Howard College, and I had a class that I guess was a requirement by the state of Texas that I take. It's called uh, Texas Government, and the state of Texas is allowed to force you to take a class because they're basically their own union. And I, they held my associate's degree from me because of that one class that I did not take. And um, it made me division one ineligible. So university of Louisiana Monroe wound up pulling my entire scholarship that I had. Um, and, and that was two weeks. That was, that was that. Started calling the person she called was was a buddy of mine, Nick Merhofer. Yeah, I I got a, I got in touch with him. Got a call, got, got um 
Coach Copeland's number. Said yeah, man. and I showed up, and I went to University of Illinois Springfield. That season wound up getting canceled, right? Like about a month into the season, COVID hit. <clears throat> we all got sent home, and I uh, played summer ball at the Joliet Collegiate League. Um, trying to get my face out there, get seen by some scouts. The scouts were all over the place down there because summer balls were canceled. There was no Northwoods. There was no Cape Cod. There was no um, the Prospect League. There was nothing, you know. So wound up going to this JCL, Juliet Collegiate League, and got seen by the White Sox. Got, I mean, got picked up, and I signed. Here I am. Last year went great. Um, started in Kannapolis after another little smaller injury. I wound up showing up a month late. Um, had a 2.63 ERA there. Got sent up to high A, Winston-Salem. Uh, got hit around a little bit there. But, I mean, after sitting down and talking with the pitching coordinator and all the guys, they were like, hey, listen, this isn't that big of a deal. We just wanted to get your feet wet for next year. And uh, so far, I'm good. Good, man. I mean, my bullpens have been nice. I've been sitting like 92, 96 for the most part. Four pitch mix over the zone. Um, yeah, man. Life is good. So you said four pitch, uh, four pitch mix. Uh, what's your go to pitch in a jam? So if you're three, two, two outs, need a pitch, what are you going for? Well, it really depends on the situation. <clears throat> if it's if it's full count and there's a right handed hitter up. Um, obviously the ball's got to be in the strike zone. I mean, I might challenge him with a fastball up in the zone. I get a lot of ride on my fastball. I throw, I throw my fastball anywhere from 14 inches to 20 inches of, of, um, yeah, horizontal, I mean, vertical, um, movement, which means the ball is just rides in there. doesn't leak, you know? <clears throat> so, uh, either a fastball up and in. Uh, or a slider down and away. I mean, I could also go, go to the changeup. I really have a lot of confidence in every single one of my pitches. I also throw a curveball. Um, it's just kind of how the at-bat um, went, went along, you know. It depends on the pitches I threw before leading up to the 3-2 count. That's really going to determine what comes next. So, I mean, I'd say probably my best off-speed pitch right now uh, probably my changeup. I really came a long way with my changeup recently. Um, just, just got to, just got to get comfortable throwing that pitch, especially at the, at the level I'm at. Like these pro hitters, man, they're hunting fastballs, and the changeup is the pitch that looks the most like the fastball. So that's that's the pitch that's going to get most hitters out in front. So that that's that's a big pitch for me. Yep. Sounds like baseball church right there. I, I love to hear that. I, I want to ask you something while we're on the topic. So we're going through a lockout right now, but if you're not on the 40-man roster, you still get a limited access to the team. Has Have you seen a difference between your last year preparation and this year preparation to where the organization has been a little more hands-on? They got a little bit more time to spend with some prospects and develop. You feel like that, that might have benefited you in an aspect? Yeah, absolutely. So um, this year, it's, it's obviously a lot different with the lockout. Like the, the the big league, the big league coaches are all over the place. They're all they're all down here. They're all watching, you know. Um, so last bullpen I threw, I wound up throwing in front of the uh, head, the major league uh, pitching coach, which is Hassler. 
is his, is his last name. Um, he was back there watching me. I also threw it right there in front of Tony Larusa. He was there. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, it's it's awesome, man. I mean, they're there. They're like the guy. Like they have nowhere else to be, you know. The so so the exposure is is perfect. I mean, it's it's great. The from from a training standpoint, it's pretty much the same because those guys in, that are there um, working with us, they're there no matter what, you know. So the big league, the big leaguers, they have their spring training. Well, at least last year. Um, they had their spring training before the minor leaguers because of the COVID deal. Um, they wanted they wanted to make sure that they were isolated. So, from a training standpoint, everything has been the same for the last two years I've been there. Um, they're extremely hands on. If you need your own modified workout, they're there to help you. They're they're there to make sure that you're doing what's best for you. You know, they're not making uh, like a, a plan for every single person to follow. Like everyone's got their own movements. Everyone's got their own different injuries or their own sore spots. So taking care of everybody's body is, is what they do. And they do a great job of, of it. So you're talking about uh, specifications there in training, like individuality. Can you walk us through a day in the life of a minor league ball player, like practices, schedules, training? Yeah, so um, what my day looks like is I show up to the field at 6.45 and uh, get in there, get my breakfast in me. Um, usually I start the day with a hot tub to loosen up everything, loosen up the muscles, um, get my back loosened up because I, I have a pretty tight back, but after a hot tub, I'm good as new. Um, I get in the training room. If I just got done throwing a, a bullpen or having a high intensity catch the day before, I'll get some soft tissue work done. Um, yeah, do whatever I need to do in the training room. And then I will go get ready to play catch, play some catch, uh, do my band routine, my plyos. Um, uh, yeah, play catch. We'll have, we'll have our practice like shortly after. It, it's kind of different depending on um, – if you threw a bullpen that day or if you just had like catch, you know, so um, after we get done with everything out there, come back in, get your lift in again, if you need to get in the training room and take care of anything else that might've happened during, throughout the day, like say you were playing catch and your arms hanging a little bit, you can get some game ready. You can get some cold tub, hot tub, contrast, whatever you need. Um, grab yourself some lunch and uh, you're pretty much done for the day. That's what it looks like. That's, that's, that's incredibly – I can't even wrap my mind around it. I wish I was in your spot. But uh, I'm going to ask you something. It's a little less – you're professional baseball. Let's get back to the, the kid and everybody. And I'd like to know, growing up, what's, what's your favorite team? I'm a pretty heavy St. Louis Cardinal fan, so your little blurb about Tony La Russa just absolutely tickled me to death. So – yeah, what, what was your favorite baseball team growing up? Somebody you tried to emulate around, you know, everybody always says Pedro Martinez. I want to learn their changeup. But what's somebody you love to watch as a kid? Yeah, see, as a coming up, I I mean, it, it's a it's a bad look to say. But uh, now that I'm with the White Sox, but I came up with a diehard Cubs fan. Ooh. Um, oh. Diehard Cubs fan. Uh-oh. Yeah, that's, it's, that's I mean, terrible. I'm not going to 
I'm not going to lie about it. I mean, it's just my, my grandpa was a diehard Cubs fan. Um, my dad, diehard Cubs fan. So, I mean, I followed suit, you know, that's what I grew up watching. So, you know, Mark Pryor, Greg Maddox. Um, oh yeah. You know, those guys, Kerry Wood, uh, those are the guys I was growing up watching, man. And I mean, they, I, those guys are legends. Like that's just, I mean, I can name the entire the entire starting lineup for the Chicago Cubs in 2005. Like that's where I really fell in love with the game of baseball. So, I I, lo I love to hear that. You can just take a little bit from Kerry Wood or Greg Maddox. I think you'll be a very successful ball player. So those oh, are absolutely. not terrible people to emulate yourself after. No. So Brad, I guess it's out of the question of uh, asking him to go to St. Louis because I don't think he'd play against the Cubs yeah, like that. I mean, I mean, all I say, all I know is, as a Cardinal fan, we need some starting pitching. So I was going to try to pitch you on the idea of coming to St. Louis, but uh, I guess that's out of the question. So <laughs> nah, man. I'm ha I'm happy where I'm at. I'm I'm happy with the guys I'm surrounded by. We got a lot of good guys in this organization, man. We got a lot of a lot of hot prospects. A lot of good people. So uh, it's, you say it's a, lot a of very hot exciting prospects. organization to be in. Yeah, yeah. You say a lot of hot prospects. Uh, have you faced any big league guys yet? Like a uh, simulated bullpens or anything like that? Um. I have I have not faced any big leaguers during during no I've I've met I've met a lot of them you know but usually when they're rehab like Eloy Jimenez I met Eloy I met Luis Roberts um, you know those guys were those guys were out um, rehabbing some injuries last year they were in there they were they were in Arizona I met them there uh, I faced. Um, Yoelki Cespedes, um, you know, that's a future star prospect right there. Yeah. Um, struck out Yoelki, so that was pretty cool. Oh, TJ's oh. going to love to hear that. We have yeah. three huge Chicago White Sox fans on this podcast, one of which thinks Yoelki Cespedes is the next Juan Soto. So I cannot <laughs> wait to tell him. I can't yeah, Yoelki, Yoelki's a unreal baseball player. I mean, the guy does everything right. Hits the ball hard every time he hits it. You just gotta make sure he doesn't hit it. Yeah, that could be your claim to fame right now. Sure. Claim to fame walking around. Yeah, I struck out Yoki. Hey man, it's not a claim to fame until he's in the bigs, you know. That that's a good point. That's true. Uh, he's just that's he's true. just as he's just a, uh right along right alongside everybody else at this point in his career. So until he's in the big leagues. And he's got he's got make got a name for himself. There's no reason to go around bragging, you know. Right. right. But he'll be there soon, of course. He will be. They need a spot yep. in right they field. Don't. His name's written all over it. Yeah, you don't you don't get you don't get tired, you know, like he's he's very deserving of where he's at. I mean, he's a great player and I mean can't say enough good things about the guy. Yeah, of course. Uh, I've got another question for you here. This is going to get back to you, of course. Um, kind of know, going into the season, uh, got any expectations for yourself, where you'd like to end up, you know, things you've been working on, you think are going to translate to success on the mound. I'd like to know um, kind of what your goals are. I mean, 
my goals are obviously just to move up. I mean, that's, that's everyone's goals. I mean, taking it one step at a time. I mean, enjoying the process of it. I mean, last year was my first year and I started off with, like I said, with an injury, got sent up to Loe from, from Arizona. Cause I mean, I could have very well just stayed in Arizona all year and just coasted, you know, but I got sent up to uh, Kannapolis and then I got sent up again to Winston-Salem right there at the end of the season. So, I mean, <clears throat> realistically this year, I'm expected to probably start in Winston-Salem again. Um, I've, there's been rumors going around that, that I'm going to be a starter this year. I came out of the bullpen last year, so that's going to be a huge step for me. <clears throat> Hopefully I could show out, you know, strike out a lot of guys, keep the walks down, um, do everything I could possibly do to just keep moving. Uh, I'd say a goal of mine would probably be to finish in double A this year. That'd be, that'd be nice if I could finish in double A or even triple A, man. I mean, I'm just going to keep on doing everything I could possibly do. Um, but that's not in my hands, you know? So as long as I pitch well and make a name for myself in the organization, wherever they put me, man, I'm going to be grateful. Love to hear that. Yeah. So, uh, Jordan, I know back at UIS, you're a freak athlete. You would destroy me at ping pong and basketball whenever we played pickup. Uh, what made you so passionate about baseball over the other sports? Um, actually, I got really, really good at basketball once I got to college. And by that point, it was already out the window. Um, I think if <laughs> I, I honestly really think that if I would have um, given as much effort and dedication to basketball as I did baseball, I, I could be in a very similar position. Um, if I, I, just, I would just need a little bit of weight, but when I was in high school, man, um, I was, like I said, I was scrawny, um, but I, I, I was athletic. I, I got really good at baseball. I, I mean, I just, all of my friends were into baseball. I grew up playing like some of my best friends on the team, like Nick Merhoff for Austin Moroses, Connor Ash, Marco Escobar, Trey Stewart. Those guys were all baseball players. I was a baseball player and I just wanted to be better than them. You know, like you, you want to be the best of your friends. You know what I'm saying? You guys compete against each other to make each other better. And I wanted to be better than them. I was playing basketball all the time, but when I was a sophomore, I play on the sophomore team. And um, I mean, I just didn't really have, I had an interest in playing basketball. I love basketball, but I just, our team wasn't that good. There wasn't really that much like motivation, I should say, to play for that team. I would rather just focus on baseball, you know, and try to make the most out of what I could with baseball. And uh, I worked hard enough to get a Division One offer. I had a few Division One offers, but they weren't really all that good. I mean, I got offered from Eastern Illinois, Cincinnati, um, Western Michigan. But I, when I was coming out of high school, I wanted to put myself. I wanted to. I wanted to make it to where my parents had the least amount of stress on them. So I took whatever scholarship I could take. That was the highest. So, you know what I'm saying? Western Illinois gave me, <clears throat> they gave me like 90%. So I went to Western Illinois and that's how it was with every school. I wound up going to university of Illinois Springfield. I didn't have to pay for anything. Um, Howard college didn't have to pay for anything. So as I, as I went along, I just made sure that my parents didn't have to stress, stress paying for anything for me. And, um, yeah, that's it. Baseball, just 
I regret, I regret quitting basketball very much. So I, I tell a lot of my friends all the time that if baseball ever doesn't work out, I still have one year of athletic eligibility. So I'm going to go play basketball somewhere. <laughs> Good deal. Um, I guess I've got, I've got a final question for you. I'm sure Brad will have some more, but, um, I'd like to know you, you've got to experience some of these other big leaguers, minor league people seem like you, uh, have a lot of connections. What, what's the best advice you've received from any level of baseball, really, you know, something you tell yourself a mentality, uh, you walk into the right weight room and you're, you're ready to go. What, what is that advice? Best piece of advice, like, as a professional athlete or to, like, say, well, become, like, e like, either or. So give me your first one, grow, like, transitioning into a collegiate baseball player, the advice you took to get you there. And then as you've grown as a professional, what's some advice you've taken, some brains you've picked, um, anything that's really helped you, maybe gives you that little extra motivation in the morning. All right. I mean, I can give you two different types of uh, two, two types of different um, pieces of advice. Um, I'd say for people uh, in high school going to college, um, don't be afraid to go to a junior college. Really, really do not be afraid to go to a junior college. I know everyone's got the hype around Division One. Like, honestly, give yourself two more years of development and go to a junior college because you might just turn into a stud. You know what I'm saying? You might, you might be getting like no looks out of high school, maybe look some, like some D2 looks. Um, don't settle, you know, go to a junior college, work your ass off in the weight room, work your ass off on your throwing program. And you might just find yourself at a powerhouse. I mean, that was a big, that was a big mistake of mine settling for Western Illinois. I wish I would have just gone to a junior college right away because I, I guarantee you I could have had a spot at a power five school and wound up getting myself a nice, nice signing, nicer signing bonus on my way to, to pro ball. I mean, don't be afraid to go to junior college. And once it say you get lucky enough to make it to a professional baseball Another great piece of advice would be hang around people you want to be like, you know, like, hang, like, I'm, like, I wouldn't say shadow, but I would say, like, copy the people that are in situations that you want to be in, you know, copy, copy whatever they're doing, do it, you know, whatever, if they're, if what they're doing is working, do it. Uh, I, <clears throat> I love that answer. Yeah, uh, I love both of those answers. Brad, yeah, Brad, I have you got one anything? final I mean, question. One final question. Jordan, favorite ballpark food? Favorite ballpark food? Yep. Always thinking hard about this one. Food's a very love important subject. I love nachos, man, but, I mean, it's kind of hard to go wrong with the hot dogs in the ballpark. Classic hot dogs. Toppings? Uh, hey. Ah, uh, I'm – this is kind of like a Chicago sin. I love ketchup. No. It's a, it's a Chicago sin. It's a I know it's a Chicago sin to put ketchup on your hot dogs, but ketchup and mustard. That's it. Keep it simple. Don't overthink <laughs> it. I like it. Well, Jordan, thanks for um, taking time out of your day today. Yeah, yeah. man, bro. No we, problem. Man. Really appreciate okay. it. Absolutely, man. Whenever you need. Thank you, Brad. Love Anything it. else?
Thank you. No, I was just, I was so ecstatic for this interview, man. I, great answers. Just fantastic. I love it. Yeah. All right, Jordan, um, you have a great rest of your day. Yeah, man. Have a good one, guys. All right. Thank you. See you in the big league soon. Yeah. See you soon. I'll be there in no time. Can't Good wait. Deal. Well, well, Brad, I can't believe it. We had an interview with a professional baseball player. The little kid in me is screaming right now. I'm still shaking. It was uh, it was incredible. Like I knew the guy before coming in, and I'm glad he was able to get on. But it was, it's still so exciting to talk to a professional baseball player. Oh, I love it. I love the Western Illinois slander too. That's. <laughs> Nothing good happens in Macomb. I'm telling you now. Uh, yeah, man, that was so good. Uh, pitching in front of Tony Larusa. Come on, come on. Uh, sa- sounds like he's he's one of the prospects that's really gonna thrive for this lockout. You know, he he talks about getting already getting the chance to pitch in front of the higher levels in the organization. Um, great place to be. It's great. It's, yeah. it's a great place to be to be a prospect right now during MLB lockout. It's it sounds so, like we might see him shoot up because if he was able to go from rookie ball to low A to high A all in one season, I mean, what's stopping him from yeah. continuing to shoot up and possibly become a top fifty prospect in their system? I mean, I'm saying double A is probably going to be the biggest task. Seems yep. like double A is where a lot of your a lot of your real good hitters prospects a little rough around the edges, but. Baseball America top 100 people. That's that's the double A. That's you know he comes out has a good season high this year, then it starts. Then, well, did then you hear we what really he said? Get going. He had a two six three ERA in low A. I mean that's yeah, that's not bad. That'll play. No, no. I mean, and he's probably doing that mostly off his fastballs at low A. I would assume. Yeah. So if he's getting, I mean, just like this year, fifty one strikeouts in forty innings. That's some swing and miss stuff. That's something you can build off of. Yeah. I mean. It's much it's much easier to contain that ERA when you get good swing and miss because then you know it's just the command. When you get when you're not getting any swing and miss and you're getting hit around the ballpark, it's just it's a tough it's a tough spot to be in. So he's got a good place to build off of. Yeah, I was uh, I was real excited. I didn't stutter at all during that. <laughs> God, I can good good job, Brad. I can I'm be so an interviewee. you're becoming. <laughs> Before you ESPN's know it, Jared's gonna Brown hire me in no time. Yeah, Jared. <laughs> oh yeah, Dallas. But, uh, Jared's restructuring his contract with Barstool. If that doesn't happen, maybe he wants to come here. Who knows? Maybe, yeah, maybe they want to join Touch All Four. Right? Wouldn't be opposed. We'll have to discuss some. You know, can't just he can slide do the right intro in. With Jared Carabas, you know, <laughs> he can do the intro. I don't care. He uh, he answered all those uh, questions very well. I mean, I was he did. I was impressed. I was too. I really, I was really good to hear from perspective of somebody during lockout, of course, kind of what they're going through their day-to-day routine, know the business as usual. And he sounds like he's got a pretty good head on him. So yeah, yeah excited to see, you know. Yeah. Um, we'll, be, we'll be following him throughout the year, see how he's doing. And Oh, of course. Um, other than that though, what are we looking for next week? We got the NL Central preview, right? Yeah, we'll be. Uh, this is going to be a bonus episode. Uh, we're going to throw this yeah, out there. You're and welcome, then... all you touch all four listeners. A little present from your neighborhood Brad's. The stuff we do for you guys. I tell you, I could be doing anything else right now. Uh, Not no, that I'm I want be to be honest. This is more for us. I could. 
Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, coming up Tuesday, uh, talking that, about the NL Central. We'll I'm going to tell you why the Cardinals are the best division. team in the league. Yeah, yeah, okay. Then uh, I think uh, after that, we're going to do the next 10-year futures draft and then an all-time draft in the same episode. We could probably knock both those out because that should be – both of those should probably take up 30 minutes each, I'd imagine. If we have a good idea who we want to pick going in, have like backups just in case, like Josh decides to take all of Owen's picks again. Uh, hey, all I'm saying is Owen's a day late and a dollar short. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Sucks to suck. Hi, Owen. <laughs> shout uh, out, Owen. Uh, oh, yeah. Shout out TJ too, that, for uh, Jordan Michael striking out Yolke. Yeah, that's that's great. That that's, was awesome. I was hoping we'd get some that sort was, of comment like oh, that. There's no way. I didn't expect Yolke. Though. I did like, not. That's I did not expect you. That's but yeah. Oh, well. that's awesome. Uh, other than that, I think we're gonna probably wrap her up. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the Jordan Michael interview. Uh, it was a blast. It was, really, it was a really cool experience for us. Um, we hope you guys think the same. Uh, other than that, you guys have a great weekend. Whenever you're listening to this, wherever you're listening to this, be safe. Um, we'll talk to you in the NL Central preview. Yep.